The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Kotke Ride Home for Tuesday, March 23rd, 2021. I'm Jackson Bird. How fast was Forrest Gump running when he jogged across the country? The running community on Reddit did the math. A study has confirmed that some people do actually age faster than others. Quite a bit faster, in fact. And it turns out that AIs are way better at coming up with pickup lines than us humans are. Here are some of the cool things from the news today. Of the many iconic moments in the movie Forrest Gump, the montage of Forrest running across America several times for no particular reason is one of the top ones that sticks in people's minds. And for avid runners, it raises a lot of questions. Yesterday, one such runner took to the subreddit rrunning to ask if people knew what Forrest's average pace was. And wow, did the good people over at rrunning ever deliver. So we know from the movie that Forrest ran for three years, two months, 14 days, and 16 hours. The original poster helpfully provided some base data, including a previous analysis from Centives about the route and total distance Forrest is estimated to have run. Using various landmarks and date-related hints from interspersed newsreels, as well as the script and a list of filming locations, Centives calculated that Forrest ran 15,248 miles, crossing the U.S. five times. The original poster also linked to some previous number crunching from popular subreddit r they did the math in which redditors 6 years ago also tried to calculate the total distance and broke down how much he may have realistically run each day factoring in how Forrest did say that when he was tired he slept and when he was hungry he ate Redditor Vin Sneasel disagreed with Sintive's calculations, writing, quote, Three years, two months, and 15 days is about 1,171 days, give or take. If Sintive's is correct, then Forrest averaged a little over 13 miles per day. At even a slow running pace of 11 minutes per mile, that has him running for 2 hours and 23 minutes per day, and this directly contradicts the information being given in the movie. Truth be told, he looks to be going faster than 11 minutes a mile to me in every scene. Forrest stopped to tend to his bodily functions, so let's assume that running all day every day made him really tired, so he sleeps 11 hours per day. And let's give him 2 hours a day towards basic bodily functions, bathing, and clothes shopping. He didn't bring any luggage, but is seen in different clothes in every scene. That has him running an additional 11 hours per day, a monumental feat. 11 hours per day times 1,171 days equals 12,881 hours of running. At a 5.5 mile pace, an 11 minute mile, slow and steady, that's 70,845.5 miles. This is just over 2,704 marathons. Wow. In 2006, Dean Carnazzi's ran 50 marathons in 50 days. 
Gump ran more than two marathons a day every day for three years. And that's assuming that Forrest ran slower than Carnazzi's, whose average speed is 10 minutes per mile, not 11. End quote. Side note, this thread also included a calculation about how much fried shrimp Forrest would have had to eat from his Bubba Gump restaurant to keep up with how many calories he was losing. And in case you're curious, according to one calculation, he was probably burning upwards of 2,866 calories a day. Over the whole run, over the three years, he would have burned over 3,300,000 calories, meaning that he would have needed to eat 1,370 kilograms, or 3,020 pounds pounds of fried shrimp. I also ran my own calculation, and looking at the type made with actual sugar as Forrest would have drank in the 60s, to make up for his calorie loss over the three years, he would have had to drink himself 22,373 Dr. Peppers. Wow. But anyways, going back to his average pace. Some running Redditors turned to known landmarks shown in the movie to calculate a figure. Redditor Slow Burn said, quote, In the scene of him running over the bridge, we can see that he traverses the middle span of the bridge in four seconds. The bridge in question is at the entrance to the Glacier National Park on Going to the Sun Road. Using Google Earth, we can measure center to center on the arch supports at 53 feet. This tells us that the ubiquitous ultra runner was traveling at 13.25 feet per second, or 9.03 miles per hour. Therefore, the father of Run Farther to Run Faster himself, Forrest Alexander Gump, was dropping 640s on him. End quote. That is to say, running 6 minute 40 second miles. And another Redditor got creative and pulled from one of the other running scenes in the movie when Forrest is scoring touchdowns in college, and that Redditor, Beamster Bower, said, quote, he basically starts at the one-yard line on the right side of the field and finishes the return at the opposite corner of the field, with a good portion of it being straight across the field. So, generously, you could say that he ran 100 yards down the field and 50 across it. 450 feet in 34 film seconds gives you 13.2 feet per second as well. End quote. So, roughly the same 6-minute, 40-second mile predicted by the Glacier National Park Bridge calculation. Which, if you want to accept this interpretation, as Redditor Tommy C. points out, Forrest's sprinting pace in college was equivalent to his ultra-marathon pace as an adult. An ultra-pace is usually slower so that you can last longer, so for his slow pace to match what was once his sprint pace is very impressive. Now, a number of people point out that his cadence really varies. He starts out fast, but understandably tends to go slower when surrounded by other folks who may not be able to keep up with a talented runner like Forrest. So maybe he was dropping six and a half minute miles when he was on his own, but he probably slowed down to 10 minute miles when he had people joining him. And if you want to get into a discussion about how fast Tom Hanks was actually running when they were shooting, here's a fun Forrest Gump fact I stumbled on. Except for shots when you can see his face, Tom Hanks wasn't running at all. Now that alone is probably not surprising to you. Films use doubles and stunt performers all the time. The filmmakers may not have wanted Hanks to risk getting an injury in the shooting, or his schedule may simply have been too full to allow him to shoot long-distance running scenes. But the double they used wasn't just any old performer, it was Tom Hanks' younger brother, Jim. In addition to his own career as an actor and filmmaker, Jim Hanks apparently acts as his brother's double quite a bit, even voicing Woody in several Toy Story video games and spin-offs. So was Jim Hanks running at a 6 minute 40 second pace? 
We may never know, but the real takeaway would probably be that Forrest himself didn't know either and certainly didn't care. He was just running to run. And maybe we fitness tracking junkies should take a leaf out of his book now and then. In a new study published last week in the journal Nature Aging, researchers at Duke University found that some people do indeed age more slowly than others. In addition to being a validation of the long-observed phenomenon of some people looking young for their age and some people having certain ailments of old age when they're relatively young, lead author Maxwell Elliott emphasizes that this shows a need to identify and begin treating certain medical conditions before someone is in, say, their 60s, because this isn't something that just happens overnight. He said, quote, We have a way of measuring how quickly people are aging, and our findings highlight the importance of addressing biological aging in midlife while prevention is possible and before heavy organ damage has accumulated, end quote. So Elliot and his colleagues created a database based on an existing study started in New Zealand in the early 1970s, which kept tabs on over a thousand people born in 1972 and 1973. Those participants have undergone regular health measurements assessing their heart, kidney, lungs, immune system, dental health, physical abilities, and mental acuity. This gave the Duke researchers an incredible data set of people the same age over several decades. Quoting Duke Health, by assigning an aging rate to the study group based on the biomarkers for organ health, the researchers found that some of the 45-year-olds aged at a rate that was slower than average for their chronological age. These slow-aging participants looked younger, their faces had fewer wrinkles, they remained mentally sharp, their cardiovascular health was good, and they continued to walk at a brisk pace. On the other end of the spectrum were 45-year-olds who aged more rapidly. These people looked older, showed signs of cognitive decline as measured by IQ scores, felt less healthy, and even tended to have pessimistic attitudes about aging. By midlife, people who had aged more rapidly were already at risk of developing frailties that impair physical and financial independence." End quote. And from UPI, quote, the slowest ager gained only 0.4 biological years for each chronological year in age. In contrast, the fastest aging participant gained nearly two and a half biological years for every chronological year. And as for what determines a person's rate of biological aging, Dr. Sophia Millman, director of human longevity studies at Albert Einstein College in New York City, said genes play a role. There are certain longevity genes that can help shield people from environmental stressors to a degree. But aging is not set in stone. Both Millman and Elliot said environment matters, from lifestyle choices to exposures to chronic stress and poverty. It's clear that regular exercise, a healthy diet, and not smoking can reduce the risks of various diseases. And those are things people can do now, Millman said. End quote. Which is good news for anyone identified as having a quicker rate of aging or who simply feels older than their age. As the researchers point out, many in the study with quicker aging rates did. They also point out that it's never too late to implement a better diet, more exercise, or some mindfulness practices to reduce stress and blood pressure. 
Based on their findings, Elliot has an interesting proposal. Quote, social services, including Medicare and Social Security, are based on chronological age and kick in later in life. But people who have an accelerated rate of biological aging will have age-related disabilities earlier and often need to retire earlier. Earlier interventions could save lives, preserve quality of life, and reduce health care and other costs. End quote. It would be really interesting to see how that could actually be applied policy-wise, but at the very least, if there were a reliable formula for testing and calculating someone's aging rate, it could be used for their own personal medical use, with doctors being able to better prescribe treatment not just based on chronological age, but also the patient's rate of aging. Ending today with some pure joy, research scientist and AI humorist Janelle Shane has returned to an earlier experiment of hers, training a neural network to generate pickup lines. Now, Shane cops that pickup lines are inherently bad, so the more advanced and more human a neural net gets, the more worryingly cringeworthy these pickup lines could be. When she tried it a few years ago, they were mostly incoherent. But recently, she tried it again using a few different GPT-3 variants. GPT-3, or Generative Pre-Trained Transformer 3, is an autoregressive language model. Created by OpenAI, it uses deep learning to generate human-like text. So Shane started the variants off with a prompt and had them predict what they thought would come next as if an article were being written. So the prompt was, These are the top pickup lines of 2021. Amaze your crush and get results. And then a number one to indicate that it should be a list. So now, get ready for some absolutely bonkers AI-generated pickup lines. I'm losing my voice from all the screaming your hotness is causing me to do. You have the most beautiful fangs I've ever seen. I love you, I don't care if you're a doggo in a trench coat. Here's one I have probably unintentionally used before and I am now realizing I should not be using, quote... I will briefly summarize the plot of Back to the Future 2 for you. End quote. Okay, fine. Message received. Here's a few more. Your eyes are like two rainbows and a rainbow of eyes. I can't help but stare. Picked up some pretty flowers. Want to smell them? Here, try to take my hand off. You look like Jesus if he were a butler in a Russian mansion. I once worked with a guy that looked just like you. He was a normal human with a family. Are you a normal human with a family? Hey, my name is John Smith. Will you sit on my bread box while I cook, or is there some kind of speed limit on that thing? I'm like the ice cream. You can keep me in the freezer for a while, but then I melt. I love you. I love you. I love you to the confines of death and disease. The legions of Earth rejoices. Woe be to the world. And a more stem take on that last one. My name is a complicated combination of 45 degrees of forward motion, 25 degrees of leftward drift, 75 degrees of upward acceleration, and infinity, and that is the point where my love for you stops. And finally, one line that I think is objectively good. You're looking good today. Want snacks? Shane also had one of the variants generate lines within a narrative of AIs flirting with each other that are pretty hilarious. They include... Hey baby, are your schematics compatible with this protocol? And, can I see your parts list? 
I'll stop there before the AIs get too racy. But if you want more creative and funny AI content, be sure to follow Janelle Shane's newsletter, AI Weirdness, or keep an eye out for her upcoming book, You Look Like a Thing and I Love You, How AI Works and Why It's Making the World a Weirder Place. Which, yes, that title was based on her original AI pickup line experiment. I'm sure all of you normal humans with families will love it. So here's a super niche anniversary for you. Today is the 182nd anniversary of the word OK first appearing in print. It was an article in the Boston Morning Post, and it was written in all caps with a period after the O and after the K, as opposed to other spellings without the periods or in lowercase or spelled out as O-K-A-Y. As Johnny Diamond explains in Literary Hub, it was written as capital O period capital K period in that first usage because it was an acronym of OLL CORRECT, spelled O-L-L space K-O-R-R-E-C-T, which itself was not Latin or anything, but rather a popular slang spelling of all correct, spelled correctly. And despite the little-known origin, individual people and even copy editors still disagree on the best way to write OK these days. The AP Style Guide directs us to use OK in all caps, without periods, but Diamond raises an interesting point about the evolution of language and style, bringing up a copy editor friend's so-called ugly rule, which states that visual distractions should be minimized at all costs to privilege the reader's eye and therefore unnecessary adornments like the two periods in OK should be done away with. Diamond goes one step further himself to claim that the lowercase style would be even less obtrusive. I'm sure the debate will continue on, but now you know. And that is it for today. As always, this show was produced by Ride Home Media and Kotki.org. I am Jackson Bird, and I will talk to you again tomorrow.